All right. Weird week. Matt Stafford's injured. Josh Allen's injured. Kyler Murray's injured. Ryan Tannehill's injured. They're all questionable coming into the week. Um, at least two of those guys are fantasy relevant. And then you have Lamar Jackson and Joe Burrow on bye. So I think a lot of people are going to be in a weird spot for quarterback this week. Uh, so let's get to matchups. Welcome to the League of Champions podcast. going to savage you this week all right the first matchup we got is spencer and me um obviously i'm picking myself to win as i do every week uh this is gonna be an uphill battle for spencer i think he's missing two of his best players obviously in jamar chase and mike williams and i have Devonte adams and cooper cup so the 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 gap there for the scoring is going to be enormous uh spencer also needs to pivot from romeo dobbs who's already been ruled out for four to six weeks um, Darius Slayton is on, is a tough player to trust, but he's had 12 targets over the past two weeks. And I think he's in a plus matchup against Houston. So, you know, that's a, I think a pick up and play for Spencer if he needed it. So DeAndre Swift told reporters that he was pissed about his usage. And then his coach, do Staley, like clapped back at him and said he, he was pissed. He should do something about it or whatever. So who knows what's going to happen there, but maybe that's a glimmer of hope for Spencer. Maybe the, you know, the squeaky wheel kind of gets the oil there um i think i mean swift has the talent to do what joe mixon did last week it's just a matter of if he gets the opportunity or not and if he can actually stay on the field which he hasn't proven to be able to do either yet um also i have three players going in the berlin game which could be horrible i know teams go over there early and kind of get used to the time change but it's just an added variable in a matchup that i should have locked up so it just adds that little bit of doubt um, Spencer also has Justin Herbert going in the late window on Sunday. So I don't, I, don't, I hate when the, my opponent has the last player going in a week. It just doesn't, never makes you feel easy. Um, I think Spencer's key to, to winning here is DeAndre Swift getting a larger workload than he has been and succeeded with it without getting hurt. And I think my key to winning is Kate Otten not goosing me and giving Spencer a window to come back. You know, I think getting a zero from a player is just, that's going to be tough, especially that early to start off my day. It's going, be, it's going to be bad. All right. The next matchup we have is Stefan and Andrew. I think Stefan's going to win this one, but I think it's going to be closer than it might appear. Um, just given what Stefan's been doing and what Andrew's been doing. Uh, Stefan's back at full strength. He's only missing two players. Um, and they're both in the Jets, one of which he probably wasn't even going to start. So, uh, it looks like he'll help to start Isaiah Pacheco again, but, but honestly, he could have a decent matchup against the Jaguars. He, they could get out to an early lead and be using Pacheco a lot. Um, I think Tua and Tyreek are both going to go off against the Browns. And I think Jalen Waddle is also going to do the same for Andrew. So I think if Jalen Waddle can and put up a good week, I think that could offset some of the damage that Tua and Tyreek do. Um, Matt Collins might be a sneaky good play for Andrew as Hunter Renfro and Darren Waller both have been put on IR. The Colts are super beatable in the secondary. And with Devontae Adams likely pulling double teams all all game, Hollins might have an easier time finding space uh, and getting open. He's already kind of showed that connection with Derek Carr. And I've said it before, and I'll say it again. I don't even know if Andrew listens to this, but Andrew needs to find an alternative to Robert Woods. 
especially in this matchup against the Broncos. Derek Derek Henry Derek Henry could have tough sledding in this matchup, and I just don't think you want another tight uh, another Titan right now in a matchup that's going to be difficult for your best player. So Stefan's key to victory. I, I don't think there's I don't think it's much for, is it for this game as it is for the rest of the season. But Amon Ross St. Brown hasn't had a great game since week two. So heading into the playoffs, especially with so many injuries on their team, I think you really want to see a great performance to put your mind at ease. And he has the Bears this week in what should be a really, a really good matchup, a really plus matchup, and potentially a shootout. Um, so you want to see something big from him to kind of just confirm that he is the guy and he's going to be going into the playoffs and continue being the guy. And then for Andrews, maybe it's obvious, but Patrick Mahomes has had a really amazing season so far, but he's had three games under 25 points, which is a pretty high threshold. But Andrew really needs that not to happen this week against Jacksonville, and he really needs him to explode in like the Joe Burrow from a couple weeks ago fashion, like that 45-50 point just blow up to, to put him in contention for this game. Next matchup is Nick and Nolan. Honestly, I think, I think Nolan wins this. Uh, the, the three running backs that Nolan has been starting uh, have all incredible matchups for fantasy production. Kamara's against the Steelers, Etienne's against the Chiefs, Herbert's against the Lions. Um, that's uh, Khalil Herbert. Uh, so Travis Etienne against the Chiefs, it's not a good matchup for running backs, I don't think, but I don't think he'll be used that much like a running back. I think he'll be catching a lot of passes out of the backfield. And then he, uh, Nolan also has Debo coming back against the Chargers and their poor passing defense, so I think I think it's kind of shaping up to be a great week for Nolan overall. And then Nick Nick's kind of in a weird spot because he has Josh Allen and Kyler Murray who could both be out on Sunday in theory. So he might have to roster a third quarterback because obviously you can't drop Josh Allen or Kyler Murray. And so that that'll be weird. He's going to have to drop somebody he doesn't want to drop. Uh and then and then Tyler Higby, he's also in a streak of three really bad games. And while Arizona isn't a top-notch defense, it's hard to trust him going into a matchup when he's accumulated nine targets over the past three games. I mean, their offense, the the Rams' offense has just looked bad. So it's not really an indictment on him necessarily, but you'd like to see him get more than three targets a game. Uh, one huge plus side for Nick is Josh Jacobs is in a great matchup, uh, and they're missing Hunter Renfro and Darren Waller. So I think he could see a major uptick in his targets and receptions against the Colts. I think he can kind of Take, especially take a lot of the passes that Hunter Renfro would be getting, you know, in their new offense. So I think Nick's key to victory here is Chris Godwin turning his massive amount of targets into actual legitimate production. I think he's averaging like 11 targets a game, and he just hasn't had a big game from that, which is kind of concerning, honestly. I mean, you think if you get an average yards per reception of like 10, you know, and you're getting 11 targets, you think you'd break 100 yards almost every game. And he's just not doing that, and they're not scoring, so it's tough. Uh, and then for Nolan, I think Debo Samuel coming back strong from his injury and excelling in the offense with the Christian McCaffrey addition, I think it's going to be huge. And I think we're going to see a lot more longevity and production from Debo because he's not going to have to be on the field being the entire offense every game. I think he'll be able to take breaks, and he'll be able to – I think they're going to have to respect the other weapons more in San Francisco. So they're going to be caught more off guard by the stuff that Debo does, like the end of rounds and you know, that kind of stuff. Next matchup we got is Isaac and Mike. So I think Isaac's going to win this one. Uh, Mike was forced into starting Chase Edmonds, Chase Edmonds this week, which is kind of a glory play because he wasn't used, utilized at all last week. And it could be because of the short, you know, the short turnaround from being traded. Um, 
but honestly, I'm not sure you'd find much better on the waiver wire either. So it's kind of just a tough spot and you just got to roll the dice. Also for Mike, uh, I might try to pivot away from Kirk Cousins this week. Obviously you can't bench Justin Jefferson, but the Bills defense has been incredible over the course of the season. And if the Bills are forced to run the ball more, if Josh Allen misses, um, Cousins could have really limited opportunities to score against a really smothering defense. So I think Justin Jefferson will probably be fine because anytime they actually do throw and complete a pass, it's probably going to be him, you know, 80% of the time. So I don't know. Uh, I think getting away from Kirk Cousins and having two pieces of that offense could be a, a good decision in this matchup. And then if I was Isaac, I'd pivot away from all the Packers if I could. The Cowboys defense is great against the rush and they have a pretty insane pass rush. He's got Saquon on his bench still, so I think he hasn't updated his roster yet. So put him in over Aaron Jones, start Cortland Sutt over Alan, Alan Lazard. It's tough because I do love the Adam Thielen start against the Bills. Um, I don't love, sorry, I don't love the start of Adam Thielen against the Bills, but Isaac's bench doesn't really allow for much flexibility there. He kind of has to either start Alan Lazard or Adam Thielen. So maybe drop Alan Lazard to your flex and get Thielen out of there, but uh, Mike's key to winning. I think to have a shot, Mike really needs his team to be carried by DeAndre Hopkins this week. And if Kyler Murray misses, that could be kind of a tough ask. So hopefully Kyler plays. Um, I'm not even sure what his injury was. I don't, uh, if it was a lower half injury, um, lower half, you know, legs or something, um, then it might be beneficial to Hopkins because maybe Kyler won't run around as much. So maybe Kyler will have to just kind of sit in the pocket and, and pepper Pepper with targets. Yeah, I don't see. Uh, let's see, Kyler Murray. Oh, it's a hamstring. Yeah, so definitely Kyler might just sit in the pocket and and just throw the ball up to DeAndre Hopkins all game. So maybe if he's plays limited, that that could be good. Uh, and then Isaac's key to winning. Honestly, I think the key for Isaac is just not getting goosed by anybody. You know, Adam Thielen, McCole Hardman. I mean, those are huge goose candidates, especially in the matchups that they have. I think if his team manages to do that, he'll be fine. I don't think he needs like incredible performances from anybody. Um, Mike's team has a lot of tough matchups and he's kind of in a weird spot with his roster anyway. So, uh, the next matchup is Brian and Brad. I think Brad wins this. Um, I don't see a world where the Eagles stack from Brad ever really slows down, but the problem is their defense is so good against the commanders. They might end up running the ball a lot earlier than they have in other games just because Taylor Heineke could he's kind of a gunslinger, you know, he might just make mistakes early against a really good defense and kind of put the Eagles in a spot where they don't have to pass as much. Uh both Brad and Brian are missing huge parts of their team. Brian is missing Lamar Jackson and Brad is missing Joe Mixon. And they both kind of have sketchy replacements. Um Brian starting Daniel Jones and Brad starting Jalen Warren. Uh if you don't know who Jalen Warren is, he's the backup in Pittsburgh. Uh Jones can obviously Hurt Brian a lot more than than Jalen Warren can hurt Brad, but at least uh, Daniel Jones has a plus matchup against the, the Texans, and his he always has that rushing upside too. Uh, both of these guys really need Josh Allen to play. If he doesn't, uh, Gabe Davis on Brian's team is borderline unstartable, I'd say, and Stefan Diggs takes a major hit to his potential ceiling against the Vikings. I mean, typically, uh, you know, backup quarterbacks will just force targets into the number one receiver. Just because, you know, that's the safest thing to do, but I don't know. That's a scary, scary proposition uh, for Josh Allen not to be there. So Brad's key to winning, I think, is Devin Singletary. 
I think it's really important to see his utilization if Naeem Hines is more active in this game, especially if Josh Allen doesn't play and they need to rely more on their running backs. It's Honestly, it's not a 0% chance that Singletary is completely phased out in favor of Hines. The Bills, I don't know if you guys remember, but the Bills are trying to acquire a, like a pass-catching specialist back in the offseason when they were going after Chase Edmonds. So um, it's it could be that they really want both of those guys. It could be they want to lean more heavily on the running back, you know, being involved in the passing game because Josh Allen's kind of their running back one. Who knows? So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. And then Brian's key for winning, Jonathan Taylor. You haven't got anywhere near what you want or would have liked to have so far this season from Taylor. And so not only do you need to see a blow up game from him to kind of calm your nerves before the playoffs start in a couple weeks, but you also need to see if he's fully back from his injury. It's a very beatable matchup in Las Vegas against the Raiders. So if he does, if it doesn't happen here, I think there's some serious cause for concern with Jonathan, Jonathan Taylor for the rest of the season. Final matchup we got is Tim versus Tyler, the brother matchup of the brothers, both six and three too. Uh, I think Tim wins this one. Tyler has crazy depth at running back. He's missing Ramondre Stevenson, who's on bye, and he's potentially missing Ezekiel Elliott because of an injury. But he still has Jeff Wilson, Antonio Gibson, and Kenneth Walker. I think both of his wide receivers have wide receiver one upside too, but I don't think either of them are going to get there this week. With Pittman still playing with a backup quarterback. I mean, who knows actually with that? Matt Ryan could come back in because Jeff Saturday could be like, this is stupid that we're starting this no-name guy over Matt Ryan. Um, so who knows what happens there or why he was even benched in the first place. And But also Jonathan Taylor's back, so they could just give the ball to him 40 times a game. And uh, Deontay Johnson's going up against a decent Saints pass defense and a good pass rush. So And they still have Kenny Pickett, who jury's still out on what he's going to be. Uh, Trevor Lawrence has scored less than 20 points in six of nine games he's played this year, which is a major downgrade for Tim, who has Joe Burrow on by this week. Luckily, Trevor Lawrence is facing the Chiefs. So regardless of how successful he is, I think there's going to be plenty of passing opportunities. He might volume his way you know, to being successful in garbage time, be decent for fantasy, but I don't know. It's it's tough to say what. And the, I think the Chiefs defense is sneaky good for what everyone's seen so far this year. But he's definitely the best option available, so you kind of have to start him. So for both of these guys, I think their their flexes are smash plays. I really like Josh Palmer for Tim with Keenan Allen and Mike Williams both out and Donovan Peoples-Jones against a really good Miami offense. I think both teams rely more heavily on their running backs because they both have fantastic running backs. But I think both these guys have great games. Um, I also really like teams wide receivers this week, especially Jerry Judy, who's going up against a very beatable Titans secondary and a very tough Titans defensive line. So I think they'll probably end up passing a lot more, especially with the hodgepodge they have at, at running back right now. Um, the keys to winning in this game, I think, is, uh, I mean, Tyler really needs to see if Jeff Wilson's going to be the guy going forward. If Raheem Mostert's going to be play that more complimentary role, it kind of looked that way last week. Um, but with another week of preparation, let's see kind of what happens there. And then for, for Tim, I think it's kind of seeing what happens to Leonard Fournette. Like, is he getting phased out of the offense in favor of Rashad White? Is it, was it just a weird game? I mean, what, what's going on here and why when the offense is, is doing bad? I mean, maybe they're shaking it up because the offense has been so bad and it's been Leonard Fournette's backfield basically the whole season. So seeing what the, both those guys do. 
kind of what they do in this game and then what they can do going forward um, or projecting what they can do going forward based on that. Um, so yeah, that's, that's it. Uh, good luck to everybody except, um, Spencer. Actually, good luck to Spencer still. I kind of, I don't want him to win, lose by that much. Um, but yeah, so next week, uh, I have, let's see, I think my, my birthday is on Tuesday. So I might need to put the podcast, podcast out early or late or not do it. I don't know yet. So wait and see on that, I guess. But if that, if I don't, that's why. Um, or if it comes at a weird time, that's also why. All right. Uh, good luck, everybody. And I'll see you guys next week or talk to you guys next week or put something out in the world for you guys to listen to. Super. Take care now. Bye bye then. Mm-hmm.